Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Did we all see and love Ant-Man and will we talk spoilers? Is Luke Cage real, real good? And are we going to talk about that too? And Steve Ditko, uh, will we give the man all the love he deserves? This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. And Excelsior to Ooh. you, our merry Marvelites. We just answered the age-old question, can you stop a room mid-cold open? <laughs> yes, with a room full of nerds talking about Steve Ditko, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. will get to Steve Ditko at the end of the show. I uh, wanted to give that man some love. He is a an architect of the comic world, and we will be talking about him at the end. But his name need be mentioned all the time because he is Steve freaking Ditko. So, uh, love to that man. But we are the Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from Harlem from Harlem's Paradise because man season 2 really for me up the game from season 1 and I really place looks bigger on Netflix it, it does and yeah. it's, it's the you can't really see down unfortunately <laughs> you can't really see the axe it's, yeah. uh, it's a real bummer uh, so we are we are Marvel Movie News this is episode 188 we are 12 episodes a mere 3 months from 2 Hundred, which is just wow. just crazy to me. That is a long time on the internet, uh, and that's thanks to you guys, you cameras. Um, you can also find us on Popcorn Talk's website, which is popcorntalknetwork.com. You can find us at YouTube at youtube.com/popcorntalknetwork. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com/marvel news show. Follow us, like us, and if you retweet a link whilst we are live, and Anthony in the booth will retweet you. Spider Man Noir. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> I am so Cage, looking forward to man. it. Oh my god, Rage Cage. Definitely a highlight of this week's show to be talked about. And first, before we get to any news, our special guest, Mr. Jevonshire. You special is such a strong word. I prefer <laughs> meh guest, our, our but guest very glad special. to be here. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. I, I love the show, and it's, it's always exciting when I actually get to come on here and talk about some some Marvel movie news oh, and yeah. and, uh, and all things Marvel. It's just great. I'm glad to be here. I'm you excited. and I did a show a long time ago about comic couples that were toxic. Toxic. Uh, so that was uh, a lot of fun, and that was both sides of the uh, yep, Marvel. DC it was it was just kind of like all cool. uh, mixing together mm-hmm. in a fun little algorithm of, of of greatness. Yeah, so we've been trying to scheme something, and then now Jovenshire is here today. Where can they find you on the internet, sir? Uh, just at the Jovenshire on Twitter and on Instagram and on YouTube.com/slash the Jovenshire. I cover all things movie news, geek news, video game news, just anything geek culture all in one spot. It's fun. I like it. I respect it. Miss Amy. Yes. Hi, that is me. I am Amy Cassandra Martinez. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ, and I am in the chat, so join us. And mm-hmm. as always, the ever lovely, ever effervescent Marquia McCarty. That's me. Uh, yeah, at Marquia McCarty, M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Because we gotta. <laughs> <laughs> That's a comic, not Marvel, but still good. Dark Horse comic. I got yeah, you. Yeah, no, 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 because it's like the way that he did it. I was like, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Branding. Uh, it's funny because we saw each other randomly at a uh, Deadpool 2 karaoke, and then yes. we're like, we should be on a show together. So and it's like happened. That. And I didn't it know has. that fact. Yep. And then the universe just, just conspired. It <laughs> just, this is a, a fateful, wonderful uh, just uh, happening. And this of, all of just things. came together in the last like, 48 did. hours. Yeah. It literally that, did. That was the same place where I first met Lewis and we did a duet Amazing for karaoke con. and I'm going to get Josh on 10 Candles. Yes. Doing it. Because uh, Matt Sahinke's already done it. Mm-hmm. Make, make it it so. Yeah, it make is. it so. So this episode uh, is my 150th episode ever, which is why I'm wearing this jacket. I figured it'd be formal for and me. And you look good at it. The and honor Steve Ditko. It felt like, uh, thank you, thank you, 150 is a long time. It's three years of doing this show. Or actually, I've been doing it for four. Good God. Good God. Uh, it'd be three years straight if I was here every week. So, uh, and also for Steve Ditko, I wanted to, like, his, 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 one of his big creations was, of course, Spider-Man. If I had a mm-hmm. Doctor Strange jacket, I would sew them together. No, I wouldn't. I you, love them both separately. You should get a Doctor Strange jacket <laughs> should, no, just, 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 like, just to like have it because that's going to be great. I feel like Matt Key's got like seven. I well, yeah, he does. You, think that he you does. can probably steal yeah. one from him and he won't know. But he's and, like, like socks to match. <laughs> I, I can wear it over this jacket. You're like kid like, wearing his dad's jacket <laughs> for the first time. Like, I love Marvel! Hi, guys. Speaking of Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp 
was real, real good. It was. Uh, yeah. We're going to dive into spoilers on this review because non-spoilers have been done. Uh, we had a non-spoiler review right after, and then a non-spoiler review was done last week, I believe. Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, we did that week. with uh, B. Dave Walters and uh, Josh Evans. And you guys touched on like tone and stuff without diving into the end, yes, I believe. Yes, we kept it extremely spoiler-free, so this can be spoilerful. So, internet, Ooh. spoilers are coming! Okay, good, you've been warned. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. That's why we can't secure yeah. a submarine. <laughs> so I was very impressed with ooh. not... Ooh, spoiler lighting. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Thanos I heard an alarm and I saw a light go on. You guys have fun. I know this is time to run. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough Walking yep. Dead, etc. Okay, I like that he's going to survive any horror yep. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. We'll not, not not I know. That's fine. <laughs> I, um, I love that Ant-Man and the Wasp both escalated from the first one but felt like the same corner of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like Guardians and Ant-Man both feel like their own little section of Marvel mm-hmm. and this one was the first time that I felt like it was like going to a comic store picking up your favorite individual title that's taking place during a big event where like the last page will reference the big event but it still feels like your comic that's a good reference and that's I a good really point. it felt like going through a roller rack you mm-hmm. know like this is happening this is happening but this is isolated so it didn't feel like it was ignoring Infinity War but it also it didn't make us like dragged down by it so I really enjoyed the tone uh, I also thought it still felt like a Paul Rudd comedy but it was a lot bigger the movie itself, yeah. I mean, ironic for Ant-Man, was a lot bigger yeah. in uh, scope and tone. More like giant man. It was, oh, yeah. it was a giant-sized Ant-Man. Was it a Goliath project? <laughs> Goliath in scope. Uh, so I love the comedy. I love the action. Ah. Oh, we're going to need that a lot today. <laughs> yeah, Jim Jones. And by the way, Ant Anthony is our producer, and that means an ant is playing those drums. A la Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I got, we got layers, guys. We got layers. Yeah, we just got a post, uh, post-credit <laughs> scene at the beginning of in the show. In this moment. <laughs> I We're having fun. Today. We're having fun. Um, I always wanted to be on a morning radio show, well, so this is great. Well, this is big. And, and, and to conclude my my overall uh, thoughts, I really appreciated that the movie ended with a a gravitas, like you felt sucker punched all over. Uh, we are gonna disagree on that. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So me personally, I was like, ha ha, oh, Ant Man, oh, <laughs> and then the the final credit scene, just the. Ee- like, the level of haunting that left me with was not what I expected. Uh, and I had just enjoyed lots of crazy kinetic action. Uh, Chris Brewster did fight choreography on that. And I just thought the the way they made Ant-Man feel so grounded and real, but also funny, was impressive. What were your thoughts? Uh, so, Ant-Man and the Wasp as a whole loved it so much more than the first one. I wasn't completely sold on the first one because I just visually could tell mm. that, like, this was two different stories that were trying to be told because they, they had to switch up with the directors. Mm. Uh, it's like... Part of it was trying to be a heist movie, but it was also trying to be a superhero movie. It just felt like it didn't hit either one of those well. This one specifically was a comedy with action sequences, yeah, which made me I, like it. It just felt like a whole complete movie, and I and I enjoyed that about it. There was the uh, Michael Pena uh, flashback sequence where it's yes. where where they did the same joke. Now I get very torn, and I'm mm. because. I will always play the opposite side every time it happens. When, uh, for example, Guardians 2, I was very upset because I wanted more of the first movie. Mm. Uh, but in this one, I was like, oh, that was a cool joke that they already did in the first movie. Thanks for bringing it back instead of doing something new and original. Whereas a lot of people <laughs> did have the, the opinion where it's like, oh, there's that thing that I love from the first one. I'm glad I got to see a little bit of it because they didn't overplay the joke, which is good. Um, the, the action sequences, The action sequences were amazing. Wasp badass woman yeah. in cinema yeah. go her uh, super cool character the, the tech was awesome the choreography was amazing and again that never took away from the fact that it just felt like a comedy the whole time and of course it's riddled with easter eggs throughout the entire movie the I did think uh, with Ghost and the Villain uh, Marvel's been doing such a great job recently yeah, with their villains, villains with uh, Killmonger with uh, Thanos obviously and this was another good Shades of Grey villain uh, where it's like, oh, it's the bad guy. Oh, but I get why she's doing it, so Survival. it makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, part of me wanted them to focus more on that and maybe less on the the other uh, antagonists. Uh, it, but I thought about that, and then when I had that thought, I was like, wait a second, I love this movie that it, because it was a comedy. <laughs> and I think if they would have portrayed like the villain, like, I'm doing this because I'm going to die, like I, I think that would have actually changed the tone of the movie. Ooh, right. So I do think that they hit the balance very well, and, and, and this villain shouldn't... Like, this villain should be up there with uh, Killmonger and Thanos as just good Marvel villains. 
And why didn't you like the post credits first time? I felt that over wait, the... Wait, are, we, are we talking post credits as in Ant playing the drums? Or are we talking mid credits? Mid and <laughs> credit scenes. Uh, okay. uh, I'll do my, take, my take on both. The absolute post credits. Uh, it's know. light and fluffy. It, uh, so <laughs> normally these things hit me in waves. And so my initial reaction is always like me as a fan sitting in the in, in the seats. I've been there for a little bit. So I see uh, everyone start to disappear. And then uh, Paul Rudd's stuck in there. I'm like, oh, What? Really? This doesn't tie into Avengers at anything. Like, these post-credit scenes are supposed to give us a look into what to expect next. Like, that, that's kind of been the theme with them. Like, we know what we're getting next. This, this didn't really do that. It was just like, oh, duh, thanks for the reminder. But then I really thought it, thought about, like, the situation that uh, Ant-Man was in. I thought about some of the things that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer said right before he went in there. I was like, oh... No, this actually could be tying a lot of things together. This could be teasing what we see next, whatever. Um, but it, it just didn't have that... that It wasn't the impact that I wanted to have at the end of the movie because it was it was so lighthearted. I felt like the, the tone shift was just undeserved. It's like, oh yeah, thanks for harping on emotions that I've already felt. And then the post-post-credit scene... Post-post-post-post-post-credit scene. Uh, I felt that the those have kind of been abused... Since um, uh, the movie that led into Avengers: Age of Ultron, which one was that? When they showed um, uh, Scarlet Witch for the first time, was that? It was Iron Man too. Led that, into? Yeah, which movie led into Age of Ultron? Wait, was it was Dark World? No, was it? It might have been Dark World. I think it was Dark World. Anyway, so but then everything ever since then, it just felt like it was like another thing. Like I've waited through the entire credits just to be like, oh, all right. Well, was this actually worth my time? Oh, okay. It's an ant playing the drums and. Yeah. I see nothing. So like, it just didn't hit me. I'm a I'm a grumpy old man, I guess. I was like, I give me a tie-in, like so tie-in the we, universe. Okay. More. You got one love for post-credit and one hate for post-credit. What did you guys okay, think of the so overall? This is. You were you were like playing both sides of the argument your mm. entire time, <laughs> you know, with it. Okay. fighting himself. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm it's my like, own devil's advocate. Yeah, he's like, I like this. And While here's why also I probably shouldn't <laughs> like that. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought mm-hmm. it was, um, out of the two, if I had to choose another one to watch over again, I would watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I felt like it did what a sequel is absolutely supposed to do, where it's supposed to remind you of the world and then expand the universe out and go further into the character development of these characters and then put them in new circumstances that you can also find believable. Uh, and I feel like it very much did that. I felt like it was extremely on tone for what it was, which was a comedic action movie. Um, not only that, but I loved the callback for uh, Michael Pena's character, for Lewis. Mm-hmm. And in particularly why I like that is because for the first one, it was one of my absolute favorite things out of it. So for them to then do like this fun spin on it where it's like, oh, truth serum. You're like, of course! And of course he'd have, like, you know, just like, um, excuse the term, mouth diarrhea when it comes to, you know, when he's on truth serum. In fact, that's one of those things that it's like, um, that's... Would you rather be Lewis on Truth Serum or, and then insert blank here. Yeah, and chat point. room, feel that's free funny. to insert the blank uh, on that <laughs> one. But um, also with this, and talking about um, Hannah John Kamen's character, Ghost, I uh, I got to interview her for um, Nerdist, for like the Junket for Ant-Man and the Wasp. And uh, some of the some of the stuff that she went into going into being ghost, like the very fact that she had to um, do the choreography and dance fight herself because she was uh, doing, you know, against Wasp. And then along with that, like being just an emotionally complicated character, I mean, to picture a character that since they were a child was just in a state of constant pain. Mm -hmm. And then when they finally have the possibility of the solution, I mean, I can't even think of what it would be like to be in a state of constant pain and to not only be that but be a superpowered individual that is then utilized by the government and lied to and then still kind of be a little bit okay. She was weird. She was super weird. <laughs> like I said, they, they definitely was. could have like taken her character and made it more twisted, made it more dark. But yeah. then, like yeah. I said, it would take away from the I, tone of the movie. I did, I did enjoy the balance. I would have liked a little bit more into mm-hmm. her character and, yes. and the relationship between her and Bill Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, because as Lawrence Fishburne, oh my God. Yeah, give me more of him. Oh, always on the day, any day, twice on Sunday with him. Um, but with, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then how imaginative the sequences were. And I mean the action sequences where and then not along with that you would put individuals that were not 
used to the miniaturized world. And for instance, when you had um, Wasp and then she had Lewis in the car and she was shrinking them <laughs> to then yeah. do a speed chase. And it's like, yes, because then us as the audience get to be like, yeah, Lewis, this is exactly how I'd be right now. But then also having the badassery of being like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm also kind of driving this van right now. <laughs> no big deal. You know, and um, um, expanding a little, uh, was a Hello Kitty uh, Pez, Pez dispenser. So it's like you got to... It, Played that Peyton Reed did a really great like playing that dynamic for both of both of the viewpoints with mm-hmm. that, and then what he did with the quantum realm, where he like that that was like they did. I interviewed him too. They did stuff where it was like, yeah, this is what it looks like on the microscopic level. You know, here are water bears and they will attack you. Mm-hmm. You know, they will eat you because it is a you know a eat thing eat thing world. Yeah, <laughs> you know when you get that small. And I, I know for me personally, when I picture the quantum realm, I know we had flashes of it, like, you know, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and stuff. But I still kind of thought, oh, maybe there'd be like a little civilization there of something or other that she'd be able to interact with. Instead of picturing this woman who has been in that realm for 30 years. That is like a type of solitary confinement mixed with um, hallucinogens. Mm-hmm. How is she not totally I, twisted? I thought they were going to do something with with time, where like, yeah, thirty yeah. years went by, but like it didn't. It, it felt, felt like, like five blank. minutes, yeah, yeah, and I they didn't do that. Which, no, they didn't. Uh, maybe they so she was in know. solitary confinement for thirty years, fighting for survival, fighting for her life, and then also doing mathematical. I, she should have. I would have liked to kind of see that she was so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's she should have jumped out with so a beard, okay. yelling, "What year is it?" One hundred percent. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, she should have been Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> in what is it? The the Predator three movie? No, not Predator. Oh, the Predator. The Predator. The Predators, predator, where they take them yeah. to another planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh, you're like, oh, okay, he's cool. He survived. Oh no, wait, he's <laughs> what happened? Oh, he's so crazy. I would have liked I kinda, to see more. I kind of wanted that, but overall." Very much enjoyed this. I, I think it definitely deserves the box office that it has. Um, I've recommended it to people. It's definitely rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Not as much as uh, Deadpool 2. But what is? But still, uh, it's definitely a family movie. And as for, okay, to throw in for post credit scene, um, I liked it because it still stayed with the tone of what it did because we keep on waiting for the end of the credit scenes. That's what we do yeah. for Marvel now. So then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to sit there in your seat and wait. Here's an ant on some drums that you saw in the trailer <laughs> yeah. because that is the movie we are. And it was creepy. creepy. And I like I liked that it was creepy and funny. It was creepy. Which that is, that, that tone right? change is yeah. appreciated. Uh, you, you mentioned Deadpool 2. Uh, did you feel like a weird comparison? I was like, ah, uh, it's this again because we have the cool scene with, with Paul Rudd when he's like smaller. Uh, but and it, <laughs> you mean when he was like when he was a little like person little kid running, sized, yeah, running from the hall monitor. But then you also have uh, like the whole baby legs joke and seeing uh, within Deadpool like him trying to grow his lower half again. Mm-hmm. Did you see like any comparisons? Like, um, we my got manager this described joke. it as a PG Deadpool uh, when he got out. Of it. Yeah, he like he was like, oh, that was like PG Deadpool, and I was like, I never would have put that together. But it is kind of like a comedy, pure comedy mm-hmm. superhero movie, and that's it's good for the audience to have that option, which is why Peyton Reed keeps getting brought up for Fantastic Four. Did, uh, Amy, what did you think of the overall? Well, I loved Cassie. I love what they did with her. And Mm -hmm. I think that really ties in the whole family movie aspect, which I really appreciated. I think she killed it. And I think it makes us excited for her future in the MCU. Um, Yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Stature. Um, Stanger. Stature's so cool. I love that character. It would be so cool to have her. And that actress, I agree. She's so likable, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, She was stopping uh, Wu. Uh, What's the actress name? Kevin Wong? Kevin Wong. What's his name? I love him so much. You know, when he was stopping him, yeah. Is it Wong? Okay. Yeah. His last name is Wong. Thank you. John Wong. It's not that. Who's BD Wong? That's someone. No, that's someone. I know his last name is Wong because his last name is the same name, last name as a character, and I know that. Like in Doctor Strange as well? Yeah, it's yeah. Doctor Strange. Wow, there's two actors I that thought, have the same last name? I thought it was. No, no, wait, Wong's name is, no, yeah. What are we talking about right I'm now? No, we're talking about the... I was thinking FBI Doctor agent. Strange. No. Oh, no, that's Randall Park. Randall, Randall Park. 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 Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why I skipped to Doctor Strange all of a sudden. <laughs> like, I want more Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. I heard Wong and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the dude that peaced out during Infinity War. Yeah, I he's do, smart. in fact, enjoy Doctor Strange's compatriot Wong, a random thing to bring up, but I do yeah. enjoy him. And that actor's uh, last name is Wong. Yes, but yeah. Randall Park I'm was sure. fantastic. Yes. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, I also, yeah, I feel like this one, not to hate on the first one, but the first one was kind of forgettable for me. Uh, mm. I liked it. But it w- and the grand scheme of things is kind of one of those where oh that was fun yeah it was like the remember. height of the Marvel algorithm also like it, it yeah. followed pace by pace yeah. like the same time well and yeah and then this one was just like 
next level, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. I love the Wasp. So I liked also the relationships that we got between mother, daughter, uh, father figure and daughter and father and daughter. There was just a lot going on, which I like. A lot of father like. daughter. A lot of father daughter. <laughs> father daughter. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, definitely recommend seeing it, even to people that aren't huge Marvel fans. It's I think a general fun it. movie. Yeah. The, uh, the agent's name was Jimmy Woo. That's where I was getting Woo from. So Woo turned to Wong, which turned to Doctor Strange. That's what happened. There you go. I wanted to trace it wow. back. That there we go. Wow. We got there Kevin we go. Bacon real hard. All right, so. <laughs> we figured that out. We enjoyed Ant-Man. Uh, the, we have different opinions on the post credit scene. We all think the villain was good. We all think it was better than the first we all think it's worth yes. seeing and it's a very approachable marvel movie you don't oh, need to yeah. have seen others yes yeah. it's a good family movie it's a um it it's that uh, encapsulated world that koi was talking about and then at the end it it reminds you no no no, no. the the world is still screwed yeah. don't, don't think it's way. all fluffy and fun yeah and <laughs> so. i think uh, us loving cassie so much before we leave spoilers oh. the time jump I think Cassie's going to be involved in Avengers. 4. I think. I oh, think, I think it has. I th- to yeah. How much I of the time jump point. is there? We don't know. We don't know. Well, because I don't think there's much of one though. I don't think there's it, enough it, for her to be stature. I don't think it can't be stature, but I think she'll be in it. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking between Infinity War and Avengers Four? Yeah. Because I I know like Avengers Four to um, Far From Home, they're supposed to be a very small, tiny, tiny, yeah. very tiny. Like we're talking weeks. Yeah. And, 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 and he's a senior, no junior in so it'd be that two movie. years maybe. Because yeah. they already said yeah. it was two years and he was a freshman to junior. So that isn't so. that isn't enough time for stature. No, no but I think but. she that actress will come back in so we can get to stature. I think I think she'll be in. Yeah. So, uh, end of spoilers. Anybody have anything else they want before we move on? Where was the indoor plumbing? What? What? They kept shrinking down the building, and there's no (laughs) indoor plumbing. That is a very good point. Thank you. That bugged me the whole time. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe maybe they use the quantum realm as a a disposal. (laughs) Maybe. That's a dark place. They had to dump the sanctum. Why do you think the water bears were so angry? Like, you were like, stop, 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 stop. (laughs) Don't you send anything (laughs) else this way. Oh, man. I don't want to think of Michelle Pfeiffer that way. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) A a fun moment to end it off on, um, to talk about, like, uh, Cassie and and moments. Um, I absolutely adored, adored the moment where um, uh, he he goes, you know, she's like, oh, you need a partner. Mm -hmm. And, And he's like, oh, oh, wait. Did you mean you? She's like, don't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was adorable. He will always be the world's greatest grandma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the comedy in the film, top notch. Bobby Cannavale yeah. just trying to hug people. Weirdly funny. Also, close up magic. All oh, good. Bobby Yeager. Oh, Bo- that was the best Bobby scene. Yeager. Bobby Yeager was the best scene. That might have been the funniest moment in all Marvel movies, and that I dare was, someone to okay. argue me with anything from Thor Ragnarok. So Bobby Yeager was the funniest moment. Yeah, it was I such really, a perfect moment. We could talk they about they the comedy of Ant-Man for the hour of the show, which is a testament to how good the comedy was. So check out Ant-Man if you haven't seen it. Tweet any of us. We will argue you why Bobby Yeager is, is real, real funny. Uh, and in the meantime, no more spoilers. No more spoilers. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Spoiler, spoiler free. So, spoiler free moment. Black yeah. Panther. Kevin yes. Feige would like to see Black Panther get Oscar noms. One, deserved. Like the rest of the world. Two, everyone's saying it. Three, if Kevin Feige wants it, I think we'll finally get a push. Because Oscars are a lot of politics. You put a lot of money into it, everything mm-hmm. else. Kevin Feige saying it publicly, I think is the first time we've had him say anything about the MCU this way. Yeah. I think we'll get an Oscar push with some finances behind it. What, what I, uh, What's the nom, though? Uh, oh, I think best everything. Every, yeah, everything. Every best, single. Uh, costume uh, definitely design. costume design. Ruthie costume Carter design, has been nominated mm-hmm. um, twice for mm-hmm. um, uh, Amistad, and I want to say Malcolm X was the other one. Uh, it was in the 90s. Um, I, I'm very certain it's those two movies. She will get nominated for this, and she will win, because everybody's about Afrofuturism. Everybody yeah. is about their... I mean, and having um, Hannah Beachler as um, you know a production design behind this was uh, absolutely yeah. amazing. There is no way... I'm saying it. Uh, Marquia confirms Ruthie Carter will get an Oscar nom and I believe she will get an Oscar win. You heard it here first, folks. That, yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes. I Walter cronkite before you. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, Best Director, Ryan Coogler. Personally, these are my mm. things. Uh, Ooh, best yeah. Picture, Best uh, Wardrobe, uh, Best Costume Design, sorry. Uh, best Director, and I think Best Supporting for, for Michael B. Jordan, if not Best Lead for Chadwick Boseman. Do but I, do, I think, think we could get a Best Supporting Actress out of I would this? Love, I would I would. Honestly, I would see a Best Supporting Actress before yeah. I would see... I would love like to a, like a like a best Lupita. actor, Lupita, oh, uh, either, Lupita. Either of them, either mm-hmm. either yeah. of them, uh, or so both, both them or them. all yeah. of them. I'd love her to get like a Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, and where they apologize for the first two Lord of the Rings by giving Return of the King like nineteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd love for Black Panther to be like, "Hey, we've ignored comic movies." Awards because it deserves bam, it. Bam, bam. Have them all. Yeah. So. I mean the soundtrack. Oh god! I'd love Just, to see Kendrick Lamar. Imagine Kendrick Lamar on stage at the Oscars going, "Thanks." So like, 
That well, is such a moment. Uh, remember when they had a uh, shoot? It ain't easy on the streets for a pimp or something. That yeah, was like yeah, nominated yeah. for yeah, an Oscar, yeah, and they, they say hustle and flow. Uh, yeah, hustle flow. We're trying to get for a pimp. Trying to make that money for the rent. We're for cash time. money spent. Uh, so I think that Black Panther will get those noms. Kevin Feige said, "Quote: I think there are a lot of amazing artists that helped to make that movie, and it would be wonderful if they could be recognized. Almost everyone involved in that movie, bringing that movie together, is great, and it'll be wonderful to see if they're recognized. We'll see. The genre, typically not. I love that he's like positive, positive, positive. I'm looking at you, Academy. The genre, typically not. I I want an award show that is somewhere between the MTV Movie Awards and the Oscars, where we can like do like. Do you mean the okay, yeah, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Hey, I wanted it. I got it. Great. There you go. Sag Awards. All those things. All right, Sag, Sag Awards so fancy. Gold Globes is hammered. Yeah. yeah. Gold, Gold Globes, Globes is, is the best. drunk Oscars, which I respect. Yep. I like it. I like that they just sit there at tables, drinking and eating, be like, oh, is it my turn? I got a so like, I got a thing to say. Today. I wore pants today mistake. that I won an award. <laughs> I'm in a suit, <laughs> but I'm on the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, female superheroes. Slash Film has a great article talking about female superheroes and why they're stuck in the past. Amy, I want to hear your specific thoughts on it because I saw your eyes light up when I brought it up earlier. Yeah. Why do you feel like superheroes are stuck in the past? Female I mean, superheroes. Well, it, it's crazy enough that I didn't even think about this. I read the article and I was like, whoa, that's true. It's an interesting point that, yeah, like we haven't really had a female superhero where she actually takes place in our present, um, except for I think it's like soup, no, not Supergirl, uh, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's TV. So why? I don't know. Some people have been saying it's because we want to get the backstory, but we don't always have to get a backstory to really, you know, empathize with a superhero. We can still get that while still being in the present for a majority of the movie, and not have it take place like 40, 50 years ago. But I, I get it. I get that some people just. I don't know. It's maybe something that we never thought about. I don't know if they're really doing this on purpose. Like, wow, we don't want women in the, the present or the future. Bah. No, I just think it's something that kind of happened. But something to think about. And we should definitely try to make things more relevant. Well, Kevin know, Feige present. said he's gonna, yeah. he expects yeah. more than half of the team going forward to be female. And more than solo movies to be female. And I, Black Widow being on the docket. A-Force, I think, all but being oh, announced. Like, yeah, A-Force is pretty much a thing. Yeah, uh, and I think much. Wonder Woman being a god, having that in the past, worked for the narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Captain Marvel, it gives you a legacy. Uh, and her, she needs an origin movie because Captain Marvel, like, what? Yeah, Captain Marvel's such coming a, out yeah. a different And you can't just throw her into people. the movie, like, by the way, she's Kree. What? A half Kree. Yeah, what? That one yeah, needs. So she fights scrolls. What? what? Yeah. I think that adds a lot of depth, though, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe by having these this giant event uh, take place in the 90s that not a lot of people know about. So I think that it, it just gives us more than just, oh, superheroes started with Iron Man. I think it's a nice way to... Uh, turn things on its side as we move into phase four and we start to phase out some of the characters where it's like, oh no, Iron Man, yeah, he was a big deal, but this has been going on for a while. Do you like that it makes her the first? I do, but I'm also like, Jeez, I wish we could have started with her back in the day. But it wouldn't yeah. have sold, like, Captain Marvel, the character exactly. would have been hard, a hard sell. I mean, yeah. Iron Man was already a hard, hard sell. sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that I see this as, I don't agree with this article, like, at all, mm-hmm. but um, the thing that I see this as, uh, why they are setting um, uh, MCU female characters in the past is because uh, they made a mistake. They had everything be um, mainly white male driven, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a fact. I mean, look at uh, what the MCU is. We had to, what, get to number 18 before we had uh, Black Panther, you know, and, um, you know, you had Black Widow kind of tagging along there. Her part got, you know, bigger and bigger as Mm -hmm. it went on. And then you hit Age of Ultron. You got Scarlet Witch and, you know, Black Panther. Then you really fully fledged out. So the only way to really correct that mistake of having this MCU be set up with, um, with, and they set it up in a way that unless they place something in the present in another country which I don't think they even have that headspace for they couldn't have a female superhero in the present right now to be fledged out like we do these ones so therefore they have to put them in the past so that we can have them in our near future so I think it's correcting mistake I also think that the main reason that they had to do stuff in the past is because they have such a like intricate storyline happening right now and I do think that the um, bringing on more more female-led uh, projects, which as necessary to, as it is, might be a little on the reactionary side. And with that, they're like, all right, we have the present time is like covered. We can't explain why <laughs> Black Widow is doing this, but also fighting Thanos. Okay, so where are we not covered? All right, future stories taken care of. All right, this is what happened in the past. 
there we go. That's where we have room in, in, in story. Not a lot of stuff was happening there. And I think it's just like the biggest playground that they have is because it's not covered with, with, with these giant storylines that are supposed to be intertwining all over the place. Yeah. I think, and it's Thank also, you for agreeing to my point. Yes. <laughs> I think that 18 being Black Panther and 21 being Captain Marvel and A-Force and, and being Eminem, I think they're showing that they're like paying attention now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Which is yeah. great. And oh, I think, you know, like looking at the growth, uh, yeah. yeah, the growth of the mm-hmm. company. Uh, now, speaking of growth of company, uh, MVMT watches. That's right. That was a sellout tangent. You're welcome. Oh, I love their watches. Like, this legit isn't even like a, like a hashtag ad. Like, I love their they're, watches. They're amazing. Companies. Their stuff is really yeah. good. So they happen to help keep our lives. I'm wearing one right now. So MVMT have been keeping our lights on. Uh, MVMT are a great company of uh, two college dropouts that were like, hey, why are watches so expensive? They have sold two million watches in 160 countries since they decided, hey, that's silly. So these two college dropouts have uh, dozens of styles, and the number of styles are expanding the website all the time. If you go on the website, literally week to week, you will see more styles. You will see totally different things. I love that they have classic styles. They have more advantageous styles. They have like Mariner styles. I really like their watches because they are very eye-catching, but they're not gaudy, and mm-hmm. man, a gaudy watch will ruin an outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sleek. They're minimalist. They're sexy. So uh, I really like MVMT as a company, and I like what they represent. Uh, they're about looking good, keeping it simple, and they start at just 95 bucks. So you you go to a department store, you will spend four hundred to five hundred dollars on the very same watch, if not more, because watches 100%. are silly expensive. Because you got a guy trying to hawk a watch at you. Instead, you got the internet. You don't have to listen to some guy yeah. try to sell you a watch. You just buy the one you want. Saves, cuts out the middleman. You don't have to pay for lights. Don't pay for rent. Buy the watch. Uh, so MVMT starts at ninety five bucks. And with us, if you go to mvmt.com/marvel, you can save fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent of ninety five is what nine plus. Four, do the 50, math, 13, 50, Do the math. 13, 50 do minus math, 95. Life. You got 8250. 8250 for a watch yeah. and free shipping. What up? I'm over here like shaking my head. Like, I'm not gonna do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're in my ear doing the math. I was like, okay. 8250 for the watch and up. Uh, so and I just I, I really just appreciate taken ten dollars off and be like. <laughs> It's around there. It. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's around $85. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 82 to 83.50, by the way, for a watch. So they're great. Uh, so mvmt.com slash Marvel. Uh, they've been great to us, so check them out and buy a watch. And if you get one, let us know and tag us in it. Tag them in it. Spread the love of MVMT. Okay. Yes. Back to the news. Speaking of Captain Marvel from before that commercial break, uh, they are officially finished filming. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, air horn, I'm, air horn. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's uh, great. I love how Brie Larson announced the rap with the I love clappy boards. Every time I'm on <laughs> set, I see one and I just did something about that childhood. Like, yeah. it's oh, real, yeah. it's a movie. It's so, like, this is a real thing. Look at them with the soft the production. Sticks. <laughs> Fancy. So I love that the photo is the schedule with the sticks on it. Everyone signed it. Like, that's just such an iconic film image. Mm-hmm. Plus, Captain Marvel, like, I never thought as a kid I'd see a Captain Marvel movie, so to see it on such an iconic film image like makes it real yeah. real. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. Uh, that's coming. They're wrapped. It comes out March eighth, two thousand eighteen, and that's about all the news about it. It's just it's wrapped. So that's yep. exciting. Yeah. So we're gonna have uh, Brie Larson, some more Samuel L. Jackson, which is yeah. always a good thing. You know, with Patch Origins. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for his. Uh, Coulson yes. as well? Yeah. yeah. Both have, of them with the young uh, we're CGI. Have first Trap Coulson. Yeah. I'm sure. yeah. I hope he has a mullet. Uh, I, I hope he's just like I hope he's a <laughs> rebel. No, no I don't disagree. No, no, not a no, no, he's gonna be the goody two shoes that like like no. loves Captain America and no. he's, he's, he's probably want, collecting him, his cards throughout the movie. That. I want him to kind of be like uh, someone who kind of goes against the rules, thinks outside the box, and then he learns to work within the box and do his own rules with it, That's like smart. Giles and Buffy. Ooh. Yeah, good, good cross. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. This is a nice cross. So there are some prequel oh, characters. I'm sorry. Just real quick, because Samuel L. Jackson, I found this out today uh, because it's going to be at Comic Con. Uh, Glass. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was like, oh. where was I when everybody else found out about Glass? At Comic Con. The Universal. Ooh. The Universal panel, yeah. Yeah, I am so it's looking coming. forward to that. I never saw Unbreakable. You need to see it. Yeah. Yeah, see, I you really know, want fact, to. Have, do you know? Do you know about I know Unbreakable? Some okay. things. I know things because okay. I saw the, the 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 prequel or sequel thing that just came out with okay. uh, you know split. new new yeah split yeah with uh, with uh, new Xavier. So you're like this moment feels important. <laughs> it's like ah, <laughs> okay, Bruce Willis. 
Cool. Wait a second. <laughs> Everyone else is freaking out. I should too. I strongly recommend seeing Unbreakable. It's, uh, one, of, it's one of my favorites. It'll uh, happen. Internet, sorry, I said 2018. I meant March 2019 because mm-hmm. March has passed and the movie's not out. Uh, the <laughs> time, time travel. Speaking yeah. of time yes. travel, Spider-Man Far From Home uh, will not feature Doctor Strange. Many have theorized Doctor mm. Strange because it takes place in London. Mysterio's been the rumored villain. They were broing out in the movie. Uh, we assume he's going to get a new father figure from Tony Stark. I, I had thought, because many comic experiences between these two are great, but Kevin Feige has confirmed that is not a thing. There is Which a, we definitely can trust him, because directors and creators never lie. He's never lied to us. Every interview from the Russo brothers before Avengers. Yeah, never lie to us just, in any trailer ever. Just all never. of it. Just direct two-face lies. Like, this is not happening. Happens. So that is I, the new truth. I actually believe this, though. I, I don't think there's going to be a Doctor Strange, and I don't think there's any need to. But so, it makes me wonder what the cameo will be then. Because uh, yeah, because I don't think it'll be Tony Stark. Sorry, I think that Tony Stark's not making it. Yeah, I, I, I think that he isn't. Yeah, I think um, we're gonna have somebody else take up the Iron Man or Iron Man esque mantle. Mm-hmm. I, the Iron I don't mantle? know. Who, I don't the Iron Mantle. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Get out. Where's that, where's that room shot? I, mean, I don't know if they're going to go Riri and have, I don't know, Shuri kind of meld into that. I don't know if they might have, um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, God. Gwen Paltrow's character. Why am I, Rescue? Yeah. My, well, I don't know if they might have Pepper Rescue mm-hmm. in there. I mean, I War Machine is like, you know. They could do War Machine. I think War Machine would be a good person to take yeah. over. Yeah. So oh, it's like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities there. This? But I don't think he will be a cameo because I believe he will be an ultimate sacrifice. I I wonder if we'll actually now correct me if I'm wrong. I I read some, like contradicting information. There isn't a third Spider-Man movie planned, right? Because with the Marvel deal, it was two solo Spider-Man movies and then other crossover movies. Correct. I thought, I thought it was three. I thought he signed on for three altogether. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was like three total movies. Three, or three well, he's solo. already done four movies. Though. Well, yeah, yeah. so, no, so I, I, thought, three. I thought it was three solos and one has already been done. Uh, I need so to there go back to that deal. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, I know for Black Panther, I know Chadwick Bosman. Uh, uh, Seven did si- no five. Five. Okay, mm. he did five, and that was uh, Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War. So he's got two more. Got it. Okay. Because so I'm um, probably with, Avengers four and Black Panther With what too. Sony's yeah. doing with their their Spider Verse, not not to be confused with the actual Into the Spider Verse movie, but it, with uh, them announcing. Silk and Silk has a like her origin story is Peter Parker's origin story. Mm. So I was I thought they were trying to set up and like be a little more independent with this particular uh, Spider-Man movie so that Tom Holland could hop on over because you can't do Spider-Verse movies without Spider-Man. It's dumb. Yeah, Uh, but I'm all for it. Just like the Venom. Okay, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) Venom cheerleader. I get it. Yeah, uh, exhausting. The the thing that really. Confuses me about this movie is like we're starting to get details like like your you know your synopsis and he's Peter Parker's on a on a on a school trip to London where things go wacky. I'm like things are already pretty wacky right now. Yeah, how do we go from this to chill. this? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't work. For me. I don't care if two years pass. I don't care how many time pass. How do you you don't go from like this world ending thing and then all of a sudden like hey guys let's go on a school trip to London. I'm Unless not they buying remember it. Things, or know. misleading information. I think it's a misleading uh, synopsis. It it depends. It depends on how they're going to spin lot. what this sacrificing is. I mean, there might be time play into it where it's just like it takes it back, you know, and then like the our original ones end up being sacrificed and the dusting never happened kind of a thing. Or it, or it, it, it could, could take it from cool where it is, is and all no the idea. people all the people come yeah. back. So then if you have a few months in between, the world can readjust. I don't know. Now, we don't know. Something that I think know. Marvel needs to be very careful with, and Disney needs to be careful with, because they've already done this once, is they, they give us this 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 little blank canvas of, like, nobody knows what's going to happen, and then, because it's the age of the internet, everyone comes up with these theories and mm-hmm. ideas, just like happened between episode 7 and episode 8, to the point where whatever they wind up doing might be so different from what fans have worked up in their mind, yeah. like, this is what's going to happen, and then it's like, oh... But I liked my idea more. And then it just like splits the audience. They have to be very careful not to do the that. The internet makes the world tricky. Speaking of the internet, the conversation that announced this for sure was, uh, I love that he's listed as Peter in this conversation, not Tom Holland. Uh, Peter. And you've said, uh, said in the past that the play, oh, Peter Serretta, the editor. I thought it was Peter Parker because I am wearing a Spider-Man jacket. Peter Serretta, uh, excellent editor of Slash Film. Uh, you've also said in the past that the plan for these Spider-Man movies is to kind of have another Marvel cameo in each one, kind of like you did with Tony Stark. Kevin, I did? Peter, ha! I thought you did in some older interview. It's in the MCU, so yeah. I'm wondering because London, there's a sanctum there. Is Doctor Strange going to be in this one? No. No? 
I should be coy about it. Yeah. But no. Uh, <laughs> Peter shocked to give a direct response. Okay. Kevin, in quote, I don't want to get people excited, but Benedict and Holland have liked the idea of working together. So, vague, misleading, playing coy. <laughs> um, and J.B. Smoove has joined the cast. If you guys don't know who J.B. Smoove is, he's a hilarious comedian. He pops up a lot. He's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. You definitely know him. Uh, I'm very curious as to what element he brings to the movie because the comedy in the first one's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for a lighter tone, especially after Infinity War. And I imagine part four is going to be just as dark. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like J.B. Smooth's uh, delivery. It's uh, <laughs> He's very, um, he's a realistic, you know, like realistic family. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's somebody that exists in your family. And oh, he's kinda, real. And they're kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, but just that proper amount of crazy where it's like, oh, okay. Still fun crazy. Still fun On crazy. On the line of fun crazy. Exactly. It's like, okay, I'll bail you out. <laughs> so, in the world of Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse is bringing in another piece of fun crazy. <laughs> the fun craziest uncle of them all. <laughs> Nicholas Tiberius Cage. I don't know if his middle name's Tiberius, but it is now. Nicholas Cage is Spider-Man Noir, and that's real weird and delightful. Nicholas yeah. Cage is not just Superman, he is now Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, I'm really excited for any of the memes and gifts that oh, come out of crazy. this. This is like you always think that Nicholas Cage's reach peak Nicholas Cage, <laughs> and then he out Nicholas Cage's himself. Somehow. Somehow. I want to see behind the scenes footage from recording the audio for Spider-Man. Oh, Noir. that's gotta be great. I just oh, want to see him like yeah. <laughs> like I want to see that happening. Uh, Spider-Man Noir is like one of my favorite, uh, like other Spider-Man versions, and to see just have Nick Cage behind it is going to be great. Like uh, Into the Spider-Verse is like the one thing that has me actually believing in Sony right now for yeah. their, their Spider-Man movies. I'm like, this is going to be great. It looks incredible. The guy that they're playing, uh, Peter Parker, I constantly forget his name. Jake Johnson, I think. Uh, yep, uh, guy from New Girl. He's going to be the perfect Peter Parker. Shamik like, Moore from Dope. Have you seen Dope? No, I haven't seen Dope. Dude, Dope is Miles Morales. If you watch Dope, it's like, oh, if Miles Morales didn't have powers, went to school. There you go. It's incredible. Dope's one of the best movies of 2016. I just can't wait for that movie. Like, I'm I'm weirdly excited. Like, I don't want to put up, like, a Sony movie too high. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm going to be disappointed. Like, I, I can't be disappointed by this movie. Well, that movie comes out in December, uh, December 14th, 2018. And I got to give some love to Marco Baker in the live chat. He said Smooth might be playing Jameson. That's a great idea. He'd he make a great Jameson. His, like, fiery rage and fun and mad. I could totally see if they go full comedic Jameson. That's like, really funny. Like, J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, right? That's that, he, can, he can kill that. If he has, like, a to do that, silly yeah, mustache. Work. I'm all, I'm, yes, all about that. Uh, so, moving over to the internet itself, subreddit got yes. snapped. <laughs> and we have an amazing video of Mr. Thanos himself, Naked Josh Brolin. We assume he's naked because he says so, but we don't see any any little fans. <laughs> we don't see his uh, Infinity Stones. <laughs> I, I'd like to picture him wearing a bandow right now. Here we go, Reddit users. <laughs> so glad that happened. <laughs> That's my Like, this is like, the coolest thing. Really yeah. is. Like, That's I love fun. the level of dedication that Reddit has. I love that, like, freaking Josh Brolin did that. I love that it got shared. Like... The internet gets so much, like, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. Like, there's there's politics and anger and hate and everything else. But then you look at all that, and then on the other side, there's this. This, this mm-hmm. to me, is, like, the opposite of the badness of the internet. Yeah. It's Josh Brolin playing with fans, referencing a character while he's, like, at home. I, and half of them are gone. And half of them are gone! <laughs> I got banned. Are- Did you? I got banned. <laughs> Like, we I'm, have someone else, someone else in the chat. Thunder God Kiro seven seven zero. I survived. Yes. Yes. Uh, What's it like in the subreddit right now? I don't know. <laughs> I can't see What's it. What's the future look like for Avengers four? Uh, <laughs> guys, I, I like the first uh, comment by Lobster Bush says, uh, "I don't feel so good." <laughs> uh, I I did a video yeah. on this Reddit thing because I thought I just needed to be talked about it's because so like good. you're talking about the internet can be like a horrible toxic place for fandoms and this was like a great time for not only fans to come together but like. The Russo brothers were a part of this. One got banned, the other didn't get banned. Perfect balance. <laughs> like, uh, like, like Thanos himself involved with it. This was just a cool moment in like geek history that we all you just got to watch happen. It was fun. I just love that they like they did it and like they did it on July 9th and they committed to the bit. Mm-hmm. They said they were going to do it, then committed to it. They had to like set up engineers and stuff because of all the backlash yep. on the internet. Like. It's a real thing. and I'm I just, so glad they went through it. It's so good. It's so good. Like, Reddit was very hesitant. Their admins were like, you can't do it. Then they're like, they, I guess they had the foresight to know that how many people were going to be talking about this. It yeah. was a big thing for Reddit. And you know what? They kind of had to do it because it's canon. <laughs> it is. It's and what canon. And marketing? What are we most excited to talk about right now? Like, we're all like, he just built snapped. It's real. Uh, so, actually, uh, Ant-Man, do we have time for the Infinity War trailer? 
Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, and so Blu-ray Infinity War coming very soon. And we got a trailer for you guys. I'm going to ask one time. Who are you? Which were am I gonna? Oh yeah, it's dark ever so legally we don't remove it. So legally, uh, so that is coming it. soon, and I love it. Ghost yeah. itself out. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> and yeah, this trailer doesn't feel very good. August fourteenth is not far away. You know, it's, yeah. it's around the corner. I can't that wait. is so close to my birthday. Like the special features sound amazing too. Yeah. By the way, have you guys looked at the actual I special haven't. features. Yes, right. what do we got? So the July thirty first, there's a couple special features. If you are a real American, you buy. Freaking tangible. You buy that thing, you get a freaking you own it. Only if you're a real American I international know. Tangible, listeners. Tangible media is missed. I miss it so much. Everyone buy tangible media. Uh, which I have I've stopped buying DVDs. Uh, and this is one I will pop because I I grew up like watching like behind the scenes stuff. Like I love this mm-hmm. stuff and like I wanna have the behind the scenes stuff playing while I'm working in the office or something. I just wanna see this. Yeah, yeah, such a movie. I uh, I tend to buy, um, I guess, a digital a lot. Mm-hmm. But every now and again, I'll you know like go to one. town for you know having the actual. Movie. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, third funniest moment in so all of Marvel cinematic because it's so history. sincere, genuine. It's so Steve genuine. So good. Oh, now I need to know what the second funniest moment. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm foreseeing a top five. YouTube.com slash Joe I the, will do this. The second most. Uh, Where's your gun? Oh, come on, man. Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Right. <laughs> Fourth funniest moment. Okay, now this, this list this, makes itself. I think the second one, um, I'm just going to say what your second one is. It, it involves uh, Koye's side eye. <laughs> it's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, it's so good. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, R.Y. is Gamora. <laughs> yeah, and like, I was gonna say, yeah, Guardians, like, there's Why so much good comedy. And, and <laughs> so that comes out uh, in August on, yeah. d- on uh, thanks, Leaco JG. I just looked at the chat room and it was like, oh, why is Gamora perfect? Yeah, yep. July 31st, digital, August 14th, tangible on the actual Blu ray that you buy and hold. Uh, there is Strange Alchemy, which is share the thrill of characters from the MCU meeting for the first time. I can't wait to see some of that. Mm-hmm. The Mad Titan, explore the MCU's biggest, baddest villain. Beyond the Battle, Titan, dive into the climactic struggle on Thanos, all the visual effects, all the stunts on that planet. Beyond the Battle, Wakanda. Go yes. behind the scenes to find out how the filmmakers pulled off one of the most massive and challenging battles Marvel has ever had to make. Yeah, uh, there's pull it off, they did. They did. That scene's amazing. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. uh, We have 10 minutes and 7 seconds of deleted and extended scenes, yes, a 2 minute gag reel, yes. and a full mm-hmm. 149 minute audio commentary by Anthony, Joe Russo, and Marcus and McFeely. Yep, gotta watch that. Boom, Heck owning yes. that. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Uh, I, man, I wish they would I release commentary. those commentaries as like podcasts because sometimes I don't want to like watch the whole movie. I want to just hear them talk about it and something to think about, Marvel. Come on. Yeah, give me, I, give I, me a podcast version. The Fight Club uh, Blu-ray has four commentaries and they released two of them just audio. Smart. So that's like, they, they're starting to learn, Good. I think. Uh, so speaking of Black Panther... Black Panther versus Deadpool is a comic coming out. There yeah, is. Is. <laughs> there is a Koi versus Marquia comic, yes. and this is what it looks like. <laughs> it's speaking of reactionary. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, Marvel, what are your two biggest selling properties? Maybe you should do some sort of we comic can, about them. We can do this. Yeah, no so problem. I have sent Marquia a few comics over the you years have. about like these two fighting and meeting and things, and, and now it's going to be in a space. There's going to be a mini series. Well, and I'm, I'm curious because there was like the Deadpool versus Thanos storyline, but that wasn't really them. Fighting, but then working together, but also fighting. So I wonder what this their relationship here is going to be. Same thing with uh, Spider Man. Was it Spider Man and Deadpool or Spider Man versus Deadpool? Spider- the comic is Spider Man Deadpool. There's a thirty there's okay. seven issue run. See, now you, we talked about this. Yeah. I actually read like the first eight issues. Yeah. It is so, it's so good. good. It's one of the best runs. Like so, period. I will definitely be reading this with you. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but for this one, uh, because uh, one of the ones that Koi <laughs> sent me in the past was, uh, yeah, Deadpool's trying to spoil spoil Game of Thrones and Black for Panther's Black Panther, like... <laughs> and Black Panther trying to be classy about it and be like, no, no, this will not stand. Table flip. <laughs> and they think. fight in a bathroom, and Deadpool takes a bathroom break. It's it's high art. It's classy. It good. really is. Uh, good, and then they good. fight together in Doom Wars. Uh, so good. So that. And um, Deadpool's hitting on the Dora Milaje and Shuri, oh, oh, who's gosh. older in the in the comic. So yeah. So this October we're getting Black. Panther vs. Deadpool, a five-issue miniseries by Daniel Kibbleston and Rico Lopez Ortez. Sorry, Wade, you may get a ton of that R-rated box office money, but you don't get that Wakanda Forever box office money. You <laughs> get second billing on this one. So, the synopsis is, for a reason he'd rather not discuss, because, well, it makes him look bad, 
Deadpool needs a piece of vibranium, and the only way to get vibranium is to go through the Black Panther himself. But Deadpool soon learns that his unconventional methods don't exactly work to get the king the most technologically advanced country on the planet coming October 3rd. Why does he need vibranium? That's what we'll find What's out. It be? It's it's, what we'll find out. I don't think it's going to, I think it's, it's going to be adult weird. related. That's it's, what I uh, think. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that is all of the happy, fun, go lucky news. You guys have anything of that you want to uh, talk about before moving on to sad things? Uh, really looking forward to the comic, and yeah. um, it's set to have uh, comic creators that leave us. Steve Ditko uh, was 90 years old, and we found out he passed away last week. Uh, we found out last week. He has passed, passed away June 29th, I think it was. Um, but we just heard about it because his family respecting the privacy. Mm-hmm. Steve Ditko was a pioneer. The man was like the, the, the foundation of, of a lot of comics, and comics, mm-hmm. in my opinion, comics. Uh, he worked for DC. He worked for Marvel. He worked before Marvel was Marvel. He, he came up with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Blue Beetle, The Question, Hawk and Dove. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Like, even mm-hmm. as recently as Squirrel Girl. He's Squirrel Girl. Yeah. You know? I mean... Doc Ock, who I, I always really, really enjoyed um, as that, um, you know, that antithesis of Peter Parker, where it's like you have like this phenomenal uh, brain, this phenomenal scientist that can have, you know, the roots, but then uh, the roots like in the responsibility, but then decides more along the side of power mm-hmm. than it is the great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I always really liked that about Doc Ock and um, Steve Ditko. And that's why it was fun when that, that whole Superior Spider-Man run, because it played in the tropes that Steve Ditko established. Yeah. And Steve Ditko's style was like no one else. Like a lot of people copied, like often copied, never actually landed. Like he he had that wiriness that wasn't like, comic superheroes were like, Square chested and hello and like I'm Atlas Man like yep. there's an ad at the yep. time and then Steve Dicko was like what if he's a wiry little nerd and like <laughs> Doctor Strange what if he does weird stuff with his hands and like drugs are behind him like, <laughs> that was a bold choice like this guy embraced like LSD and I, I really respect that like mm-hmm. it's a, he was a pioneer and he also was a trendsetter and Steve Dicko was so much uh, for comics so we've lost a titan and uh, you know it's a real sad thing I'm really glad that we're we're respecting him and his work because I think that when you look at like the the beginning days of what him and Stan Lee were doing he I think he was doing a lot more than than Stan Lee was doing at the time like he was putting these stories together without the dialogue and trying to figure out the characters and I I thought like like you said like it was the base that Stan Lee was able to then turn into real magic I just I I think that this is kind of a dark horrible thought but one day when we lose Stan Lee it's going to be this big pop culture thing but I think that this, 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 this is a big, this, this is a big legend, and I think that it needs to be a bigger thing. Go back, look at what he did, learn about what he made. He he had a big part in like just comic history. Read the first thirty five issues of Amazing Spider Man. Uh, like we'll start with Amazing Fantasy and then Amazing Spider Man. Read the beginning of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and and then jump over to Blue Beetle, like Ted Cord, and like see like yeah. a lot Norm, of what you Norm like Norm in Osborne, comics. Green yeah, Goblin. It's like did the you question like, did you amazing. like Dafoe, You wouldn't have had him, right? And and then like, the yeah. weirder que- like characters mm-hmm. like the question and like it's mm-hmm. just he's a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and you it even goes like past comics like. Apparently, according to Jsop, Gene Simmons based his Kiss character off Ditko's Doctor Strange. No way! So it's like, you just never know what inspired other people to create other characters or anything, really, you know? So, I think uh, what I would hope for you guys is whenever there is a death, I get sad, and then I get really inspired. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, I would hope that you look at this man who inspired Gene Simmons, who inspired all of us, who inspired comics, who inspired the foundation of the thing that you love, because you're watching this, if you're hearing this, Mm -hmm. uh, do... Like, do things. Like, do. Like, act. Like, create. Like, inspire others. Like, be a better person. Just be positive. Be a force of nature. And the more you can do that affects the world creatively and positively, the more you can have an impact like this man. And we have reverence for him because he was a force of good. So be better. Just do that. Be yeah. good. And name yourself and your kids after creations. <laughs> Always. Creations, my poor like children. Like Nicolas Cage. Ooh, name name yourself after Oh, man. After Coy the Second, there's going to be a lot of nepotism and then comedy. <laughs> uh, so, Steve Dicko has passed. Uh, much love to that man and his family and anyone that knew him and we thank him for all that he did uh, and yes. now on to lighter pastures Duh, M. Anthony we got like 510 5, five? Uh, yeah go for it okay Luke Cage season uh, 5 minutes you got 5 minutes I, I, I got it okay. I'm okay. good yeah. let's do it uh, Luke Cage season 2 full spoilers because I know you did non-spoilers uh, you touched on it last week right yeah but I thought we were taking it like episode wise so, so I did like 4, 5, and 6 okay um, oh awesome okay so then that way let's do, do so you did 4, 5, and 6 last week yeah then let's do 7, 8, 9 sure can we do to 10? Because I love 10. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, Luke Cage is 
I think better than the first season because it uh, it's perfect yes. that you did those mm-hmm. episodes because mm-hmm. that's where the first season that's for me when it really escalated mm-hmm. yeah and the first really season like, yeah. dropped off for me right around there. Uh, well, that's because you know we Cotton lost Mouth a certain character like, that I yeah. yeah and you know but with this it like, did the Ryan, like doubled down and then you know uh, Mustafa Shakir um, no. Did I get the right Mustafa Shakir? I think that's his name. The um, Bushmaster. 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 Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Like he just like uh, became so human to me, mm-hmm. but also so uh, uh, powerful force yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I loved finding out his backstory, and it was like episode seven or eight. We really started mm. diving back into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really like that this season. It's almost like they looked at where they went wrong last season. They're like, okay, we got to make sure episode seven escalates instead of <laughs> dropping off because this season for me it's all about the villains being as good as the hero and I really love Bushmaster mm-hmm. I really like Dillard Stokes uh, yeah. so much in this season because at the end like you see the ramifications from these middle episodes and what she was able to accomplish yes kind of won uh, so I really like that the also man episode 10 having a decent Finn Jones was so delightful. That's why. That's yes. why for me, I'm so dead. Which yeah, we gotta talk. About I gotta talk about ten because as soon as he walked in, I was like, "Wait, that's a different Iron Fist." Like yeah, his energy, completely. his aura. I, which is so good because like there was so many complaints about his character, or just the, the uh, Iron Fist as a whole. Then you see this, and you're like, "Oh, they're best friends." <laughs> The scene of him talking on the balcony explaining to Luke Cage about Chi, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. How did they find that in what we had? How did they, like, discover so this? Like, so episode 10 for me was like a giant, oh, we can make this work. I'm sorry. And then all of the mid-season stuff was like, oh, we know what we did with Cottonmouth was wrong. Here's how Dillard actually really works. Um, I, I really dug the season. And it, it's what I was talking about, Iron Fist popping up in, in episode 10. I thought going into Luke Cage season 2 that it was going to like really expand on the friendship like through the entire series. Mm-hmm. And Because I didn't really want an Iron Fist season 2 if they're doing it. like I just wanted like just throw him in Luke Cage and it's, it's called Luke Cage but it's Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Great. Uh, because I think some of these shows are so good on their own, they don't need a second season, like Jessica Jones, season one's so good, season two, mm, meh. Uh, well, I'm not a different, um, season yeah. one was, uh, you know, about Jessica Jones and the world, season two was about the world around Jessica Jones. True. I'm, I still preferred season one, but I understand what they were going with with season yeah, two. Yeah, it, it just, it, it really elaborated on, on, you're right, like, her world. Uh, yeah, but, but, you know, but go on with your for point. For, uh, for Luke Cage, season one... I, as much as I enjoyed it, and as much as I, they did so many things right with it, when you have a character like Luke Cage that is indestructible, there's a way to deal with this character uh, that, that makes the viewer think that, alright, something bad can happen. They didn't mm-hmm. do that well in the first one. They even uh, they even bring the, the bullet that's supposed to destroy him, and then he gets shot with it, and it did nothing. So I'm like, oh, okay, so there's nothing. There's yeah. literally nothing. Because that second treatment, like yeah. in the comics, yeah. exactly like in the comics, it made him even more indestructible. And then, but this, this one, that's when they're like, alright, can't take out Cage, take out everything else around him. I'm like, that's smart. Good. So it was just, it had more drama. It had more, the first three episodes were a little cheesy for me, but going all the way through, I was like, it got so much better. The villains got better. The relationships got better, yeah, which tactics. is so unique. Mm-hmm. The Super unique. I mean, yeah, it was smart what, writing. What do you do with someone that you can't pierce their skin? Um, you are a better fighter than them, mm-hmm. you know, hands down. Uh, you paralyze them and dump them into a river. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's I'm so actually, I'm really They glad. did that in the comics. They, yeah, they, do, they yeah. find all those creative things all the time in the comics, and this show clearly read stuff, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. loved. And I'm glad we're going to we're gonna save, uh, I like the idea of saving 10, 11, 12, 13 mm-hmm. for another episode so we can dive in, because the end of this series was so surprising. Oh, right. Uh, and in I was fact, really let's impressed. not even we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. So for the now, we'll talk about the middle, and the middle uh, really escalated. It really yeah. dove into the backstory of Bushmaster, which I, I love that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really think that they learned lessons where I, now I'm excited for, I mean, I was already excited for Daredevil season three, but now I'm actually excited for Iron Fist season two yeah. because of episode 10 and because of them going like, we read the internet and we read comics. <laughs> you know what I really enjoyed about this is that I like that um, they took the lessons from season one mm-hmm. and, and instead of primarily focusing on Luke Cage, they focus more on the human element of things with like mm-hmm. Misty Knight and the, you know, dynamics with her being, uh, you know, a, a, a handicapable mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. Um, in a precinct, you know, and having to deal with that. And then also having the um, superpowered individuals and then going into their backstories. Right. I thought it was a really great balance of things that they did, uh, especially from, wait, what are we doing? Seven to ten. Yeah. So yes. I think that they really nailed that for me. That was something that kind of bugged me in the first few episodes that I could not get into it because, like, a lot of the jokes that they were making in the precinct about her not having an arm, I was like, 
That's not how New York cops work. Yeah, like, what, what's going on? Like, why? It was very like, crass. How many times are we going to make a need a hand joke? I was like, what are we doing, uh, writers? Yeah. And then like it. On the other side, a, a character from the first season that I thought was poorly written got incredible this season. I love Shades. Theo Rossi. Oh, so good. Theo Rossi. I like Shariah. Like, I was, I was yeah, that, that was... I, I wanted like, that to work. <laughs> I, I was just I know, so impressed right? with the, both of them uh, uh, like in their relations and them both they like playing chess so at each other. They themes with that. Like with other people, you know, speaking about their age and yeah. like the age difference. Like you wouldn't even be talking about that if it was the other way around. So it's like I love that that was addressed too. And mm-hmm. I love that he became like a, a power player because in the first season you're like, why isn't he doing more? And they even address that in this season. And then like the way she plays him and he plays her as the season goes on, it's like a chessboard of, of like villainy. I really like Theo Rossi. And they even okay. dealt with uh, the relationship between uh, Comanche and Shades. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I'm glad that they went. There. And there was a cool thing they did at the end of the season. We'll talk about next week. Yes, because I was impressed. But we're not going to talk about it now. Uh, any, any, any quick last thoughts on Luke Cage? Yeah, I just, I, I love that a lot of Marvel um, properties are just getting better and better and yeah. better. And they're mm-hmm. listening to the fans. They're reading comics. They're just. I'm just so glad to be a Marvel fan. Like, <laughs> yeah, there I'm you just go. So happy. There you go. Yeah. Oh, uh, thoughts on Tilda. Uh, Tilda, Tilda. Oh, oh Tilda. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the daughter with the magic yeah. hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, um, she made herbs. Um, I, oh, God, it's, it's, um, the name of the character is escaping me right now, but she is a, she's a character in Luke Cage. Not only Luke Cage, but I think she's in Black Panther too. I don't want, she's not Malice. It's a different character that's also a poisoner. Um, so like Tilda is an actual mm-hmm. like okay. they, she's she's yeah, from she's the around. comics and I cannot remember the character name right now because I'm like oh god we have to I was thinking Tildy so I was like who's Tilda oh Tildy uh, yeah. yeah I was, I I was can't, uh, chat room do you do you know off the Nightshade Nightshade oh Thank yeah she, you. and that was said 117 times yeah. Nightshade uh, so next week we'll do the finale we'll cover the end of the series which was very I thought incredible and really bold uh, and then uh, quick shout outs yes. Uh, steamed yams at Marvel <laughs> Kinks. Uh, Max Russell at Max Russell sixty six. Shane Pickett at Dad Rad four. Justin Gilmore at Jay Gilly. Oh, Jay Gill Yoda nine hundred. Anthony Jensen at Jensen Artwork. Richard Russo at Danger Russo two two. <laughs> Charles Lee at Goofy Fan underscore Chuck. Jocelyn at Bad Wolf Bay ten. Peter Newton at Art Beatnik with an E. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Trotter at 40-some geek. Uh, Elangi Rosario at Elangi uh, underscore R. And um, uh, Langley M. Neely. Feel better. Feel better, Langley. Feel better. We know that you're in the hospital. You haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I don't know if you watch a spoiler portion don't of this. Don't that. <laughs> but um, no, feel better. And then we also have a sexy birthday shout out. Gamer to Girl? Gamer Girl. So, Gamer so, Girl. Um, yeah, someone uh, clue me in. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of keywords here that uh, are <laughs> fun to. We, uh, we do this thing that's really embarrassing and uh, highly <laughs> uncomfortable. I and, do embarrassing uh, well. Yeah. Well, basically, Gamer Girl yeah. is a longtime Marvelite. And, so uh, we're going to do a sexy birthday shout out. Aunt Manthony is uh, probably he's queuing up some, ma- queuing up some magic. Some, some sultry, sexy, sultry tunes. Sexy music. Mm. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. There it is. Oh, oh a sax tribute. Oh, yeah. and uh, her so, birthday is going to be on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, so, Gamer Girl, you were born late July. Uh oh, baby. In the heat of summer. Well, I like everything that's happening in my ears right now. This isn't for her, this is for me. <laughs> that heat never stopped. Oh, you are all the heat, baby, wrapped up in a heat package. Got you sweating. Mm-hmm. You're in Southern California right now. Gamer Girl. All that heat, it's because of you. 100 degrees plus. 119 for your birthday. You got me sweating. We're all sweating it out for your birthday. But also, definitely drink a lot of liquids and stay hydrated. Oh, please hydrate, girl. girl. Hail hydrate. And I'm just saying that uh, you can play games with me anytime. Avoid that heat stroke. Happy birthday, Gamer Girl. Hydrate. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Happy birthday. And I'm going to be talking like this for the rest of the day. Happy birthday to me now. Keep me in mind, sexy birthday shout-outs only go out to people 18 years of age and older. Yeah, disclaimer for the internet. I feel uncomfortable. Uh, So, happy birthday, Gamer Girl. And uh, I want to thank everyone uh, for enjoying the Luke Cage and Ant-Man with us online. I love people that reach out after they've liked stuff. That's always cool to, like, share that experience with the world. Yes! Yes, we love when you interact with us on Twitter and Instagram. It's awesome. So, I believe that is it for the week. Where can they find you on the internet? Start with Nakia. 
Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Markeia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. I will be at San Diego Comic-Con, and there will be a number of fan meetups for the different networks that I'm a part of. I will be doing stuff with uh, Skybound. I will be doing uh, stuff with Nerdist. I will put this out on Twitter. Uh, I am definitely part of uh, the Most Dangerous Women of Comic-Con panel, which will be on Saturday at 10 a.m. That is in the Marriott Marquis San Diego Marina uh, grand rooms one and two so um yeah it's a small panel and i'm going to talk about what it is to be dangerous so uh, <laughs> i hope to see you there and then also every monday 10 candles mm-hmm. um, oh, she's looking six, at me because i'm gonna be honest 6 p.m pt on um hyper rpg hope to see you and you it's there. happening it's happening that's a tease right there this <laughs> amy well i have to give a quick shout out to langley um uh, his his last comment made me laugh. My eardrums are getting pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think you're in the hospital. Uh, you ready? You guys yes. got um, child support now. But you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. I do a lot of shows on Popcorn Talk and After Buzz TV as well as Geek Bomb. So feel free to follow us and join us there. Geek out with us. I will be at San Diego Comic Con as well. Don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing a lot of stuff. Good sir. Uh, thank you guys so much for letting me uh, come here and rant and rant and rant. I am the Jovenshire. You can find me on youtube.com slash the Jovenshire. Instagram is at the Jovenshire. Same thing on Twitter. Uh, I do geeky stuff. Come hang out. Let's talk. Uh, I've been Corey Jondra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, I've got a channel about reviewing stuff. Twitter, I love talking to you guys. I host Arena Trivia a lot of days, multiple games. I will be down at San Diego Comic Con, and I am on Thursday doing a movie fight in the third biggest room in Comic Con. It is 2,300 seats, so come fill those. 2,300 and what? Uh, and I want to schedule we'll do a meetup. We're going to plan like yeah, a meetup for Collider, San Diego. Collider Heroes do yeah. a meetup. We might as well be back on meetup. that and do a Marvel meetup. So uh, we will organize that. Marquis and I will talk about it. We'll plan yes. a time, and we'll send that out to you, Marvelites. And we'll have it all tweeted and stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see you at San Diego, and we'll see you next week. Whee! From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals.